please join in our entrance hymn number 293, God of Mercy and Compassion. God of mercy and compassion, look with pity upon me. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome again to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the church celebrates the third Sunday of Lent. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. Today at Mass we especially remember the many people in Africa who are experiencing those terrible effects of the cyclone, uh, especially in Mozambique and Zimbabwe and Malawi, uh, great flooding. We remember all of those who have lost their lives, those who have been injured and those who are homeless. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God. And to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. 
Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who grant us by glorious healing remedies while still on earth to be sharers of the things of heaven, guide us, we pray, through this present life and bring us to that light in which you dwell. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. reading from the book of Exodus. Moses was looking after the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, priest of Midian. He led his flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the shape of a flame of fire coming from the middle of a bush. Moses looked. There was a bush blazing, but it was not being burnt up. I must go and look at this strange sight, Moses said, and see why the bush is not burnt. Now the Lord saw him go forward to look, and God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses, he said, here I am, he answered. Come no nearer, he said. Take off your shoes, for the place in which you stand is holy ground. I am the God of your father, he said, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses covered his face, afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have seen the miserable state of my people in Egypt. I have heard their appeal to be free of their slave drivers. Yes, I am well aware of their sufferings. I mean to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and bring them up out of that land to a land rich and broad, a land where milk and honey flow. Then Moses said to God, I am to go then to the sons of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. But if they ask me what his name is, what am I to tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This, he added, is what you must say to the sons of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name for all time. By this name I shall be invoked for all generations to come. The word of the Lord. O Lord, you are loving and kind. O Lord, you are loving and kind. My soul give thanks to the Lord. All my being bless his holy name. My soul give thanks to the Lord. And never forget all his blessings. O Lord, you are loving and kind. It is he who forgives all your guilt. 
fills every one of your hills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. O Lord, you deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his deeds to Israel's children. O Lord, you are loving and kind. The Lord is compassion and love to anger and rich in mercy. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. O Lord, you are loving and kind. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I want to remind you, brothers, how our fathers were all guided by a cloud above them and how they all passed through the sea. They were all baptised into Moses in this cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. Since they all drank from the spiritual rock that followed them as they went, and that rock was Christ. In spite of this, most of them failed to please God, and their corpses littered the desert. These things all happened as warnings for us, not to have the wicked lusts for the forbidden things that they had. You must never complain. Some of them did and they were killed by the destroyer. All this happened to them as a warning, as it was written down to be a lesson for us who are living at the end of this age. The man who thinks he is safe must be careful that he does not fall. The word of the Lord. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some people arrived and told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with that of their sacrifices. At this he said to them, do you suppose those Galileans who suffered like that were greater sinners than any other Galileans? They were not, I tell you. No, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, 
do you suppose that they were more guilty than all the other people living in Jerusalem? They were not, I tell you. No, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, but found none. He said to the man who looked after the vineyard, Look here, for three years now, I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and finding none. Cut it down. Why should it be taking up the ground? Sir, the man replied, leave it one more year and give me time to dig round it and manure it. It may bear fruit next year. If not, then you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Two things must have happened in Jesus' time that must have been much spoken about and are recounted in the Gospel of today's Mass. One is that a tower in a place called Siloam fell down and 18 people were killed. And another event was that Pilate's soldiers attacked some Galileans uh, to death. It's the occasion then for Jesus to ask a strange question uh, to his listeners. And this is the question. Who's to blame for all of this? Strange as it might seem, any misfortunes that were to befall you, then the first person that you should blame, according especially to the Old Testament, was yourself, and then your parents, and then maybe also your relatives. It was seen if something, some misfortune happened to you that it was kind of a cosmic punishment on you, a kind of payback on you for something bad that you'd done in the past, you or someone close to you. If your mule died, if your house burned down, if your children got sick, if your crops failed, then the blame lay at your door something that you had done, something that your parents had done, or something that your relatives had done. It was a kind of payback in terms of the misfortune that was visited upon you, and that was the price to be paid. Jesus instead says something different in the Gospel if you listen closely to it. You think that these people in whom the tower fell were any worse than anyone else? They were not, I tell you. Do you think that those Galileans who were run through by Pilate's soldiers were any worse than anyone else? They were not, I tell you. (laughs) His answer then is that these people were no worse than anyone else. Nothing in life marked them out for this end. They were not deserving of the end that they came to. We think probably it's a kind of a strange way to think that somehow people would think in the way that the people, especially of the Old Testament, thought that bad things occur in life as a kind of payback for your sins, what you've done, or what somebody else has done. But maybe also it's a kind of way that we think as well when we we think of it ourselves. When something bad happens in life, we think that somehow it's a punishment that has come to us from something that we've done in the past. 
When something inexplicable happens to us, we wonder how it can happen to us. Is this some punishment visited on us for something that's happened in the past in our life? Of course, it's a kind of wrong way of thinking. It casts God as malicious, maybe ill-willed, always there, if you like, to trip us up. And somehow sees God too, if you follow it through, as mean-spirited and maybe capricious as well, that he would visit these things on us in a kind of petty way to get us back or to get even with us. God's ways, we know, are different from this. He works for the good. His ways are mercy and gentleness. He turns all to the good. It's wrong thinking too because it's a kind of a bleak way of, of looking at life as well. It's an outlook that says you'll never be happy because there's always some disaster further up the road for you, some hole that you're going to fall down. You can never be happy, never be content. There's always some kind of disaster around the corner. We know that thinking, or that way of thinking, really never gets you anywhere at the end of the day. But it's easy, isn't it, to slip into that way of thinking? Because bad things do happen to good people, and calamities come at us from around about the corner, undeserved and unlooked for. Everyone scratches their heads and wonders how this happens to you or to me. I think the truth of it, though, is that in life there's always dollops of goodness and badness that happen to you in your life and that come your way. Some people are lucky to miss out on things and somehow live a kind of carefree life. But there are sometimes other people who sometimes seem to have a sea of problems, kind of waves crashing on their boat and threatening to sink the boat itself. All of us are bound, though, to catch good and bad in our lives, whoever we are. Ultimately, I suppose it's a kind of mystery, isn't it, how things turn out in our life. We don't know why bad things come to good people. We don't know why misfortunes are sometimes seem to be visited upon us. How some people are caught up in random things that happen to them. What's clear, though, especially from the reading of today's Mass, is that God doesn't want to trip us up. He's not mean-spirited and does not want to punish us in life. Life's not meant to be a game of snakes and ladders. At one minute, and then you're fooled, and then you slip down the snake to a a level uh, much further down. What we're invited to do is to meet good in life and bad in life in the same way, with courage and with faith. There are plenty of good things that will come to us in our life, and there are plenty of bad things as well. There are plenty of nice things that will happen to us and there's plenty of misfortunes that will come our way. We're simply invited to meet these things with courage and with faith. God's always there, as we're always reminded in the readings and the prayers of Mass, especially when there seems no answer. God will give us the strength when we seem weak. God will give us light when it seems as if we're in darkness. Whoever comes in the strange life that most of us lead, with all its goodness and with all its misfortunes, with all its twists and turns, the thing that remains is that God is always with us.
I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again in the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Trusting in the providential care of God for us in our life, we once again make our prayers for all our needs. For the people of Mozambique, Zimbabwe and Malawi, caught up in the floods of catastrophic proportions, for those who have lost their life, those injured, and those made homeless. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the people of New Zealand recovering from the recent attack on the moss, for peace and harmony among all their people. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the leaders in the country are making choices about our future direction in the world, for the guidance and for good and balanced decision-making. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That this Lent may bring us closer to a deeper faith and trust in God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For greater faithfulness to prayer in our lives and for a daily commitment to prayer. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, especially all those who we are asked to remember, we pray to the Lord. Holy Spirit, who turns all good things, all things to the good in our life, give us hope that our lives will be filled with good and positive things. Lead us to a deeper faith and a greater trust in you, We ask this through Christ our Lord. Join in hymn number 362 in bread we bring you, Lord.
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Be pleased, O Lord, with these offerings, and grant that we who beseech pardon for our sins may take care to forgive our neighbour. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, for you have given your children a sacred time for the renewing and purifying of their hearts, that freed from disordered affections, they may so deal with the things of this passing world as to hold rather to the things that eternally endure. And so with the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection 
and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word that my soul shall be.
please join in hymn number 163, Be Still and Know I Am With You. Let us pray. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly ask you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us as mystery may come to its true completion. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to ask you to remember the young children who will be receiving the Sacrament of Reconciliation for the first time in the parish during the week. And just to accommodate their first uh, confession, uh, the the Station of the Cross will change this week to Monday and Thursday. So if if you intend to go along, uh, just remember it's on Monday and Thursday of this week. And just to remind you also that the Skiar collection uh, is the second collection next Sunday. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 439, Christ Be Our Light. <laughs> 